right, so um, my name is Wana. Uh, we are having the Sophos launch today. And uh, with me here is uh, Aaron Bugle, Global Solution Engineer. G'day, mate. How are you? Good, good. Um, yeah, today we're going to talk about the uh, ransomware attack and the importance of uh, using network data for understanding the attack and uh, look for the indicator of compromise. It's a it's an interesting topic there, Wana, because a lot of the times when you mention ransomware and all anybody rans- mentions ransomware, it's typically something that you would attribute to an endpoint being affected or a pool of data on a server being affected and um, using network telemetry is, I guess, a secondary sort of like concern to, to most. Is that is that where you're coming from? Yeah, exactly. Is The reason like that is because a lot of uh, organizations respond to the threats as in um, security operations team. So when the attack happens, uh, security, security operation teams look at the um, the attack surface and you know the what kind of damage being done and the no operations generally work in silo like providing connectivities and um, this is something that uh, interesting uh, to combine the net ops and sec ops and you know net ops can have uh, visibility uh, before the attack happen and uh, when it happens uh, it can uh, you know, leverage a lot of uh, network data to hunt down the threats, uh, close the loophole, and um, also providing the cleanup and the visibility. So it's really important to uh, combine these two to have a better uh, protection and detection capability. That's that's a really interesting line of conversation there, Wana, because one of the things that, that you mentioned really early on there was that looking at the network data, you can get an indication that something is happening before it's actually taken a hold and and naturally by right, you know, a threat needs to travel across a network medium of some description before it affects, you know, that 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 application or that, you know, that fabled layer eight user layer where typically these things sort of come undone. So interestingly enough, can you can you talk to me about some of the things across the network that you would be looking for that would tip you off to something going wrong. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And one of the reasons that, uh, you know, the attacks are increasing, especially with the ransomware is um, because of the the recent events, uh, you know, uh, working using the uh, IT resources is no longer locations, rather the experience. So, uh, one of the key important thing is uh, how do we like secure remote users, the core network, and and the cloud. So, for the defender, there's more uh, area or touch point that uh, they need to defend. And uh, one of the important thing or like preventions is the visibility. So, uh, how can we see uh, what kind of uh, uh, data they're traversing and uh, looking for any abnormalities. Uh, you know, uh, the looking at the DNS queries, uh, looking at the uh, amount of uh, uh, whether there's any C two traffic going on. Uh, like you say, like uh, uh, attack 
happens uh, because there is some network touch point uh, either coming from externally or either uh, you know spreading laterally so it's uh, really important to look at all these uh, very fainted noise in the network and um, uh, the visibility as a key point uh, before the attack happens and take the precautions so this is uh, one area that uh, we should look at on the the net ops on the um, you know ransomware attacks. So, Wana, what what do you suggest there? You, you mentioned things like C two traffic and DNS resolution being really good key indicators that that something is you know making a connection to something that it shouldn't shouldn't be doing. C- can you expand on that in any way, shape, and form? Yeah, definitely. So. So one of the things that I uh, emphasize is uh, visibility. So, for example, when you're defending uh, the ransomware attack or the potential ransomware attack, uh, when you uh, look at those uh, indicator of compromise from the endpoint, it's really difficult. One of the things is uh, the logging and the artifacts that are left behind. For example, uh, a single DNS queries from the endpoint can generate like a uh, 10 window events or more. So if you're going to comb through those uh, from the endpoint, uh, it's really hard to find the good and the bad. But when you see from the uh, the network, uh, net ops, you can uh, normalize those data and uh, quickly segregate, uh, you know, whether the query is going to the, uh, the, the C2 IPs, uh, C2, uh, you know, the uh, DGA uh you know, destinations and um, whether there's any uh, abnormality queries that generated from your uh, environment. So that's one of the uh, many uh, approach that you can take on the network to find uh, the abnormality. So even before attacker, uh, you know, dropping anything uh, on the network, uh, start looking at those uh, fainted noise uh, to understand more about the misbehavior abnormalities in the environment. So that's one thing. And uh, the second thing is the network becomes like a, a software-defined parameters. So you have things like zero trust. So even uh, this identity is being uh, authenticated, approved uh, by the corporate policies, uh, the uh, network can provide uh, visibilities like whether they are misbehaving. So whether this uh, network in your a DMZ or the VLAN is doing like an IP scan, uh, you know, looking at um, other hosts. And uh, also another thing coming back to the uh, DNS is like, um, you know, whether uh, it's uh, trying to communicate to the, the botnets uh, within the same networks. So uh, one of the indicators is like a, a shorter TTL value in the, your DNS lookups. And, and that sort of thing can um, provide indicator. Uh, informations and um, and uh, take a necessary uh, precautions. So, uh, yeah, that's um, that's a key indicator that you can look at on the network perspective before the the ransomware uh, attacks occurs. Yeah, and, and I guess from 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 my own experience, and this is you know fairly recent experience too, is that we've started to use our own toolset within within Sophos's XDR uh, capabilities to start querying. Um, along around our endpoints, but also ingesting information from Sophos firewalls as well. So being able to look at, you know, unique DNS resolutions over time and then 
count those and compare so that we can, as you say, normalize the data to look for those extreme outliers. So it does come down to statistical analysis to some way, which, you know, machine learning can help automate. But we're finding that, you know, if we find a device that's making a request to a unique domain that is infrequently visited or hasn't been visited at all previously, that's usually an indication that something new is popping up. So it's either something that's about to trend upwards or, or it could be a really good marker for insidious activity, which is about to, to, um, to spring onto the network. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I think looking at those, those low-level protocols like, like DNS um, are quite important to understand how your network is, is talking, where it's talking to. Um, that can be a very, very good insightful thing to, 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 to base a hunt on. Yeah, exactly. And if you look at this, uh, the XDR, you know, the extensions, and basically it's combining the net ops and uh, sec ops on the, hunting down the threats. Um, and uh, if you look at uh, a lot of environment, um, a lot of them believe that having a next-gen firewall or you know having those two products uh, working in silo is no longer as sufficient. Uh, for example, next-gen firewall generally have uh, IPS, right? So uh, think about all these uh, C2 traffic um, uh, in the usual uh, DNS tunnelings, ICMP tunnelings. Um, that should be picked up by the uh, the IPS. The problem is that uh, the IPS is uh, very much on the signature base. Uh, if we understand the initial packets uh, of the attack behavior, it's been known, it's been written uh, in the signature, we detect it, and otherwise it will just uh, slip through from the, the firewall because it thinks, uh, NetOps thinks that this is a legitimate traffic. So it's really important that the HDR uh, data lakes can consume both uh, network and uh, endpoint data. So uh, with all these uh, hundreds of, uh, you know, it seems legitimate uh, queries and uh, we can combine these uh, uh, events from the endpoint and the networks and we can make uh, meaningful decisions uh, with the help of uh, AI and deep learning and um, even attacks that uh, never seen before, uh, don't have signature for it, uh, we can immediately find uh, and hunt down the threat. So this is really important to uh, have this uh, data lakes that consume both uh, networks and um, the endpoint events. So one, I've got a question for you now, mate. So I've been reading reports and there's been some, some Sophos reports on this as well, where a lot of the threat actors are now turning to, to hiding what they're doing over their channels. They're turning to encryption, right? So the idea is that it's all nice to be able to, um, you know, use the network data to actually find a threat actor and, and the activity that's leading up to them unfurling their threat. But as, as more of them are turning to encrypting their communication, um, what's the solution there? What what can we be doing to better gain insight to what hackers are doing if they're going to choose to use encryption to, you know, hide their their intent? Yeah, they do like different sort of uh, encryptions, uh, even down to the fact like uh, you know they have a, a private key and a public key that uh, typical you know commercial HTTPS website to serve. Uh, all all these uh, are well. Uh, taken care of uh, from more advanced uh, attackers. So uh, they have a pretty good uh, uh, security conscience. So to evade those um, IPS and IDS. 
So one of the things that uh, uh, is about like, uh, how do we decrypt those, uh, you know, whether legitimate or illegitimate traffic. So it's very important to have, um, you know, not just looking at the standard um, 443 encrypted um, HDF conversations, uh, you know, you should look at uh, devices that are able to look at all these uh, encrypted on the non-standard uh, communication ports. And um, and then, uh, you know, but how do we see inside of uh, what traverses in the encrypted tunnel? So one of the things that uh, the, uh, the uh, security, like uh, network forensics uh, folks have implemented is uh, things like uh, the uh, J3 hash algorithms. So for example, uh, some of the, the uh, encrypted traffics, um, you know, uh, whether this is the the known uh, the uh, J three signatures that associated with certain applications, um, and and also there are some of the attack campaigns. Uh, you know, they, they use back the same similar algorithms to uh, encrypt whether uh, for C two communication or data exfiltrations. Uh, they tend to have. Uh, uh, patterns, uh, you know, uh, how how much of the uh, the packet size they often use, uh, the MSS value, the MPU values that they often uh, segment. Because uh, don't forget all these um, the ransomware uh, bad guys. Also, a lot of them reuse codes, so they have a lot of similarities on uh, how the the traffic traverse uh, in the network, even though it's encrypted, there are a lot of similarity signatures there. So uh, they leverage on those uh, uh, J3 hash uh, signatures uh, and um, uh, and also like Base64, if it's a, a weaker encoding rather than encrypting, uh, to look at those, um, the attacker behaviors to, to find and hunt down whether, uh, you know, the environment has a potentially uh, susceptible for like attack, so uh, this is one of the way to overcome the uh, 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 privacy and all these uh, encrypted communications uh, while not neglecting the security. So, from from your perspective, when when you're sort of looking at uh, an environment and you're you're qu- curious about whether or not something something a foul at a foot is happening, you'll you'll be looking for those encrypted sessions that are being spun up from, I guess small talking IPs where there's not a lot of data coming from, maybe sporadic bursts, and then understanding the type of encrypted traffic that is there and then making sure that there's some form of of decryption capability around that. And if not, then treating it with a bit of hostility. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, uh, one of the first uh, layer is make sure, um, you know, don't ignore uh, or like just uh, physiated to looking at uh, encrypted traffic as in uh, typical 443. Uh, a lot of bad guys uh, leverage on the encrypted TLS comms on non-standard uh, ports. And, um, and that's one of the first thing, first capability. And um, second thing is, uh, yeah, like uh, compare the similarity. Uh, one of one of the recent uh, new stuff is that uh, uh, J3 hash. So it's like the world kind of like organizes a pool of uh, uh, the uh, encrypted signatures of how the encrypted comms look like. Uh, for example, like if this is a Salesforce traffic, this is a Zoom traffic um, uh, when it's encrypted uh, and the way it communicates uh there are similar uh, patterns there, and and uh, looking at uh, those to find the uh, potentials. 
yeah. So, so that's a so that's a way of of identifying potentially legitimate traffic is to have those those signatures that identify streams of encrypted traffic being related to a well known application, like as you mentioned, Salesforce or or various other SaaS applications, because then that allows you to rule out a big chunk of that traffic to then focus on the things that don't have specific signatures or, or could be used to intently hide one-off transmissions. They could, be, they could be legitimate, but effectively this then does bring them to the surface for you to um, investigate. And I think that's where, you know, not necessarily breaking open that line of communication um, at the first and foremost might not be the best thing, but at least when you're taking information from not only a network flow, but being able to correlate, well, what happened at the time for the endpoint that it was destined to and querying your endpoint fleet as well to sort of get corroborative evidence to say, well, was it an application or a process that I was expecting to receive traffic over that that small bit of um, unknown encrypted traffic? Or is it something that I should probably dig in and investigate what was the chain of events on the system after that traffic had arrived to its interface? So, yeah, it makes absolute total sense. And, and as, a, as a hunter of threats, this is the type of information that I want to have readily available so I can, you know, on a hunch, go in and dive into that that specific area of the endpoint, query it, but I've got that good, strong um, signal, that yeah. high fidelity signal from the network to tell me that I should probably be directing my my blind hunt over here to this specific endpoint because there, there seems to be something a little bit um, anomalous with the behavior. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, hunting over the networks, uh is a lot of uh, noises and uh, the tools uh, like XDR and, um, you know, uh, allow us to uh, magnify, like double click on stuff that we want to see. And uh, especially with like, uh, you know, like synchronized security, we can immediately investigate uh, which process that spin up this uh, encrypted traffic. And uh, with the further investigation on the, um, the OS query or the EDR queries allow us to uh, high, get a high fidelity informations and uh, be it good or bad guys, uh, we get to know uh, better, more visible. Um, yeah, so today, yeah, this uh, this is the wrap up for the today episode and uh, thank you for listening and uh, we'll catch up next time. Mm-hmm.